Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I'm flying solo again. Shruti's got some auditions in the city. So today I'm going to talk about a combination of two things. I'm going to call it balance beam, and I'll explain where that comes from. Hey guys, so this week, uh, like I said in the intro, um, Shruti's off to some auditions, so hopefully she does well with those. So I'm doing a show, I'm going to call it balance beam. So it's going to be a little bit of uh, self-promotion as as my coaching business is beam motivation and coaching. And the balance aspect comes to me from the name of a class that I'm doing now at a physical therapist office, which has to do with strength training, um, but focuses on balance. So my business name, Beam, is Body, Emotions, and Mind. I talk about the health tripod often, and we have to balance our physical strength, so the body, the emotions, and our emotional health, and our mental or psychological health. And the balance aspect, the class that I'm doing, I titled it Balance Strength. And with that, there's a lot of aspects of the balance. One, I do strength exercises that incorporate balance in there. So we do a lot of single leg stuff. So single leg, stiff legged deadlift, where you're doing a deadlift, but you're on the one leg or Bulgarian split squats where you put one leg behind you up on a bench and it's similar to a lunge, uh, but because you're on that one leg, it incorporates the balance, your core and and everything to not topple over. And so there's a lot of things where we need those balances. And again, going back to that class, not only is there that physical balance, there's also Again, going back to that health tripod, the balance of physical, mental, and emotional health. And with this one being in a physical therapist office, a lot of people that will be coming to this class are possibly coming out of physical therapy. So they had some type of of either injury or a surgery or something where they need to rehab a part of them. I came out of the cardiac rehab after having my stent put in. And one of the things that was a little difficult for me to deal with in the beginning was pulling things back. Um, I go on all the time on how I had to go to cardiac rehab, not because I needed that kick in the rear to get off the couch and do something, but I needed to be reminded what pedal was the brake. I needed reminded that I had to slow down. In my case, it's not that it was okay to slow down, but it was necessary. Um, I give Shannon a lot of credit, the exercise physiologist who I worked with. Um, She helped me a lot. I mean, beyond the scope of her job of obviously making sure the ticker's working right, she was there when I had an emotional setback about three weeks in, which she told me that was normal. That's about the time frame when it starts setting in that, wow, something's quote-unquote wrong. So for me, it wasn't too bad to pull things back, to look at things in a different way. And whenever we talk about health, the number on the scale seems to be that big one that everyone looks at. How much do you weigh? How much do you weigh? I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And that's all we worry about, that one metric. And there are so many other metrics when we're talking about physical health that we can go by. And body fat percentage. And how are your, your, is your blood work balanced out the way it should be? Um, cholesterol, obviously. 
um, blood sugar levels. There's so many different ways to look at what our health is, but we tend to look at that one metric. Well, same thing with anything we do. I mean, if we're if we're a golfer and we're out there playing golf and as we get older and less strength and less control and our scores aren't going to be as good. I mean, from a running standpoint, as a runner, same thing. As we get older, we're going to naturally slow down. But now throw an injury in there. Throw cardiac rehab in there. I mean, at one point when I was running regularly, I was well under an eight-minute mile. I was running I mean, seven and a half, seven forty-five. There was a, a period of time where I was probably averaging seven fifteen, which for someone who never truly considered myself a runner, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, doing that into my late 30s, early 40s. And now that I've had the rehab, I got to keep my heart rate under 150, or at least try as hard as I can to do that. We don't want to push it. So there's times when I'll go out for a 5K, a three-mile run, just for health reasons, go for that run. And I'll come back and I'm at a a 10-minute mile or a 10.5-minute mile pace. So I'm running 31, 32-minute 5Ks, where in the past I was doing it at under 24 minutes. I mean, in that 21 to 24 minute range, it's a little frustrating. But I also have to look at, well, here's the the goal metric. The goal metric now is not a seven minute pace. It's a sub 150 heart rate. So if I can go out there and keep that down or uh, last year, I did a couple six mile runs. I did a six mile run when I was out in Utah, which that one kind of surprised me because as I'm running up a, a large hill, uh, I had run when I was out visiting Jen. Uh, I did the run going up the hill. And all of a sudden, I look at my watch and I'm at like 165 on my heart rate. I don't feel anything. I mean, normally living up in Connecticut and New England, the humidity, if, if my heart starts pumping 150 plus, especially 160 plus, I feel it. I feel it lagging and, and working hard. Uh, kind of has that little engine that could type of feel, but down there I didn't feel anything. And then once I thought about it, I was at higher elevation. It was just simply starving for oxidation, oxygen. It wasn't so much pumping hard. So it was one that kind of caught me off guard. Where again, you had to look at these numbers and go by feel. So I stopped and took a walk until it came back down, and then started the run. Same thing. Did another six mile run while I was down in the Outer Banks in North Carolina visiting my mother, uh, and then did a local one here. So instead of, again, trying to push that 5K, that three-mile run at sub-nine or sub-eight-minute miles, it was a case of, you know what, I'm just going to put on some relaxing music, go out and take a nice long stroll and go do a six-mile run, a 10K run. And I was able to do it. So now I did more distance than I did in the past. I kept my heart rate down where it should be better. So that one metric, looking at the scale wasn't the important one. It was the other numbers involved. So the balance is is really a big thing. And balancing, again, physical, mental, and emotional health is extremely important. And I'm a big one. I'm I'm definitely an extrovert. I love being outside, love spending time with my friends. Uh, I'm definitely a hugger. And if you get a hug from me, it's a real hug. You feel it. It's not that limp noodle arm that you just kind of wrap around your back you feel a hug when you get a hug from me. So when COVID hit and we were all stuck inside and doing nothing, and that that bothered me. I was one of those people that was just itching to get out. And obviously we have to 
take COVID for what it was and, and worry about our physical health. But I also think to some extent we went so extreme on that physical health that how did we affect everyone's I mean, psychological health and, and I mean, their emotional health, their mental health. And so we're not going to go out and see friends and we're going to stare at the same four walls. I mean, you can only watch Netflix or put those DVDs on for I mean, so many nights in a row before you just get bored and, and we need people. And it, it goes every which way where if we only look at one or two of those legs of the tripod, it's going to fall over. We have to make sure we have the balance. And it's, it's just really important I mean, that we look at all parts. Uh, I have a friend of mine that uh, I'm training now uh, who has had some, some health issues in the past. And right now she says that this is the best she's felt in five years or so. And she's been going to the gym with me every day. We, we're working on a split workout because she kind of liked the everyday aspect. Um, where for most people, doing a full body routine two or three times a week would be plenty. And technically, it would have been plenty for her on the physical side. But mentally, she just really enjoyed being there. So we went to a push-pull leg day routine. So we're there five days a week, uh, occasionally a sixth day. And it's just been a really good thing for her. Not only physically is she feeling better, but psychologically and, and emotionally, she's feeling better about herself. She's more comfortable with herself. And this is where I, mean, I, I push the thing with just the physical health often. And it is a snowball effect. I mean, I've seen the, the quote or the meme that's come up on, on Instagram at times, and you see it pop up where I need energy to exercise but exercising gives me energy. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, in the beginning, you're going to have to force yourself, for lack of a better term, to get going. And whether that's physically pushing yourself out of bed to go and do what you need to do to get to the gym, to, to work out at home. I mean, you can do simple stuff, body weight exercises. If you get the suspension trainers, you can do an amazing workout with suspension trainers. I mean, if you go to my YouTube page, my, the B Motivation YouTube page, I have a, a 15 minute video and it works down to like a 12 minute workout where you have two chest exercises, two back exercises. And some shoulder stuff, some leg stuff, some arm stuff. And you just did a full body workout with a suspension trainer in 12 minutes. So there's no excuse when we talk about not having time and stuff like that. Um, but then going into, again, it's I've seen it many times where exercise is one of the least used antidepressants. And it it definitely makes you feel better. Once you start going regularly working on yourself, just having more energy, you will definitely feel the difference. Again, I mean, there's a great video that, that pops up often and clips of it show up on Instagram many times in the reels. Uh, I, I've seen it a bunch. I think it pops up on Facebook as well. And it's a guy, He I've seen it both used for exercise and and he talks about a relationship. It's like, when do you know you fell in love? You don't. You can't pinpoint the exact day. And he says, if you go to the gym and you, you work out and you get home and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing. And if you go to the gym again the next day, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to see nothing. And that's true. If every day you look in the mirror, you're going to see nothing. And then one day, all of a sudden, you're going to look in the mirror and go, wow, it's working. And that's how it works. And sometimes you got you to gotta force yourself through those moments. And then eventually you'll get the benefits, not only physically feeling better, mentally and emotionally feeling better, and, and really pushing that. And it is a balance. We have to work on all three components.
And one of the things that that gets me the most is how little people use it. I mean, again, we can do strength exercises with simple body weight. I mean, if you just go on YouTube and you put body weight exercises, obviously everyone knows what a push-up is and what a sit-up is. I mean, there's a couple of simple things we can do every day. I mean, of course, we all know the the elementary school and high school gym class calisthenics, doing our jumping jacks and, and stuff like that. We can There's so much we can do and, and simply going for a walk, um, making it a routine. And instead of planning a walk, attach it to eating dinner. You eat dinner, quick walk around the block afterwards, and you just make it part of that routine. Um, but balancing all that is huge. Like I said, the class that I do is a balanced strength, and it incorporates, again, the physical aspect of balance where I have the exercises in because that's something that a lot of people are lacking is simple balance. You'd be amazed on how many people can pick up a weight and, and deadlift it. And we'll, we're just talking a simple stiff-legged deadlift with a couple 20-pound to 50-pound dumbbells, um, not necessarily talking about deadlifting two, three, four hundred pounds, but a simple thing like that. Now put them on one leg and watch how difficult it makes them. Watch how difficult it is for people to do that Bulgarian split squat because we physically don't have balance. And I think as a whole, we struggle to balance those three legs of the tripod. Again, the past couple of years with COVID, we're so forceful on the physical health that we, we've lost that mental and emotional health. I mean, I, I have a feeling that when my kids send their kids to school, they're going to be reading about how much of an effect COVID had and the way we handled it as a whole, um, how it's affected the kids. I mean, my, my son's entire seventh grade and sophomore year of high school were on the living room couch. That was their classroom the entire year. I mean, how enjoyable is that where you sit there and you stare at a wall? And my friend Colleen did a uh, Instagram Live with me, and she does coaching as well, life coaching as well. And she's more of an introvert. And we talked about how in the beginning, all the introverts said, eh, this is fine. I like this. I'm not forced to go out. I don't have to deal with crowds. I, I, this is what's the big deal. Well, an introvert also has control of how little they interact with crowds and with people. Once that control is taken away from you, it has a different feel. Even as an introvert, it starts getting to the point where, all right, this isn't fun anymore. I no longer have control. And and that's a tough thing. And I think we, we really need to look at all aspects of things. Um, I, I see it where, again, we would, we would hold all of us back, but like a lot of times with the kids back, we, we got rid of the high school sports. So now they don't interact with their friends and their teammates. Now they don't have the competition with the other schools, which was I mean, a prideful thing where, I mean, you have a lot of pride putting on your school uniform and, and performing for them. And now you took that aspect away. So we took a lot of the extracurriculars away. So yeah, we made, made sure that physical health stayed as healthy as possible. But when we lost those other components, that tripod started to tip over. I mean, how do we go about balancing all that when there's so many things around us going on? I mean, it it is a tough thing. And of course, we're never going to have the quote-unquote right answer. I mean, one side's going to say do it this way, one side's going to say do it that way. And I mean, I've mentioned it many times how much I hate politics, so I'm not even going to get into that aspect of it. But, <clears throat> excuse me, 
it's one of those things where we have to make sure we work on all aspects of our health. And I said, I ran that class, that balanced strength class last week. And when, excuse me, when the first uh, woman came in for the class, I was explaining the class and I said, well, here's what we're balancing. We're doing obviously the physical balance and the balance of mental, emotional, physical health. And that big one of balancing that it's okay to not push like we did in the past, especially again, this isn't a physical therapist office. So most people coming in are coming out of some kind of rehab. Don't beat yourself up when you can't lift as much weight as you used to. Don't beat yourself up when you can't run as fast as you used to. It's okay to accept the limitations we have, whatever that might be. I mean, in some cases we need help from people. Let's accept that we need help from people. It's okay. I mean, it was I mean, one of the most flattering moments I've had with this podcast was we had Jennifer Corbin on the show. And I know her from a show that my wife and I used to watch. She's an actress. Uh, she's a model. She's been published many times. Um, so I know her from that side. But she's also a legal. She's also an interior designer. And what we discussed on the show was she's also a sexual assault advocate. And at one point, I mentioned that and asking for help is, to me, it's a sign of strength. And she replied that, wow, we need more I mean, coaches like you. And it was a very flattering thing to have her say this about me. And it's true. That's the way I feel, that it's okay to ask for help. Asking for help is a strength where most people think, oh, I'm, I'm weak if I need help. No, asking for help is a strength. I think it's more of a weakness when we sit back and our pride or our ego gets in the way and we don't ask for help. And then we might fail at something or even worse, hurt ourselves in some way. I mean, you can simply, and I use the example of my wife and my son. I mean, my wife's all of 5'4", my son's 6'1", he can get the stuff off the top shelf where sometimes my wife won't ask for help and she'd rather drop the dishes off the top shelf rather than ask for help. So that's a simple one. You broke a couple plates. Okay, well now what if it goes to our mental health or our physical health? And take me for example. And I had some tightness in my chest, a little burning feeling when I was doing some cardio. All right, what could that be? Maybe tomorrow I'll get on the elliptical. Let me start doing elliptical, get back into shape, got on the elliptical the next day. Wow, it's still there. Something's not right. That Tuesday morning I go into the shop and I still felt something wasn't right. And I left. I went for help. I could have just said, you know what? I'm tough. A little heartburn. Maybe it was a hot pepper I eat. Whatever. I got this. I can go through. When they find a 99.9% blockage, who's to say that that one more lift of I mean, 40 pounds of work in the shop wasn't the one that caused the heart attack. And yeah, maybe I survived the heart attack. Maybe I don't. Maybe they find me behind the machine. And it's a good thing that I asked for help. And it's the same thing. Not asking for the big help like, hey, I need to go to the hospital. And then the simple help of, can you get the dishes off the top shelf for me? It's all the same. We have to ask for help when we can't do things together. And and that, again, goes back to the balance where there's times when we need other people in our lives to help balance things out. And there there's times where, again, I'm going to use Shannon as an example. 
She's the one that helps remind me, here's the break. I have the energy to move forward. I have the the energy to, to move fast, to lift heavy weights, to do what I need to do. But I need her to balance me out and say, eh, pull it back just a little. Don't go too far. And I actually went back. I mean, I have mentioned here how I, I graduated from cardiac rehab. I have my little diploma down in my basement in my home gym. Um, I have done stuff on my Instagram Live where I pointed it out, a couple photos and, and videos there. Um, I'm back at cardiac rehab now in what they call phase three. Basically, I go voluntarily. I just go as... An accountability thing. Hey, just, I'm going to make sure you can slap me on the wrist every time I go over 150. Make sure I'm doing everything right. Make sure I'm physically working the way it's supposed to be. Um, But it's also that psychological thing. It's that emotion thing. And I remember talking with my cardiologist. Uh, I went into some Facebook uh, support groups. And I was asking, and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, I had my first one at this age. And then five years later, I had my second one. And three years after that, I had my third. And like, wow, everyone's talking about having their second and third and multiple stents put in. And I asked a cardiologist, I mean, they're all talking about this. If you had to put money on it, am I going to need another one? And she said, honestly, if I had to put money on it, yeah, you will. But if we do everything right, hopefully you won't need it until you're in your late 60s or 70s. And if we do everything really right, maybe you will never need it at all. And there was part of me where I, and I was doing some squats one day and for some reason my heart rate went up to 150 on a squat, which shouldn't really happen. Most likely, and the way it looks now is I was probably just holding my breath through it. Um, something I know I wasn't supposed to do, but it's some things that you just kind of subconsciously don't think about it and you do. And so I go back to rehab and say, hey, I want to get a checkup. Let's go in. Let's do this for a few weeks. And I mean, I'm getting checked out and there's a moment where all of a sudden it kind of hits me that, okay, maybe that second stent is closer to now than I really want it to be. And again, now here I'm working on my physical health. Now my emotional and psychological health are, are getting affected by it. So we have to balance all three of them out. Not only is cardiac rehab good for me physically, but having the support of Shannon and the other nurses that are there as well has helped me for those other two legs as well. And the biggest thing is balancing all three. We have to make sure we we work on physical, mental, and emotional health. And I mean, I think one of the things, I've said this many times, once insurance companies recognize the importance of mental and emotional health and start putting wellness visits into our packages, where again, most, most insurance programs allow you to get that one physical done every year covered the the two dental cleanings covered and some will have the yearly vision checkup but we still haven't gotten to the point where we put enough importance on the wellness visit of and psychological health and why isn't there at minimum i would say two visits just like a teeth cleaning but i would say even better yet quarterly and have at least at least three if not four visits a year where you get to go for a wellness visit just go talk to someone have a checkup and on you go. And I think in the long run, it would cost the insurance companies less because if you have people get in that that checkup, so to speak, every three to four months regularly, rather than let it build for years and years and years, and now all of a sudden they're going for years and now they're doing weekly and checkups. They're going weekly. So if you're if you're paying for someone to go quarterly, maybe that's enough to keep them where they need to be. 
but now you're not paying for that. Now all of a sudden they want to go weekly. Now within one month as the insurance company, you just paid for what you would have paid for a year if you just added it to a package. And I think that's a big thing. Um, having people to talk to, um, obviously I'm always going to say, just like our disclaimer at the end, I mean, medical professionals, whether it's your, your medical doctor, your psychologist, psychiatrist, these type of people hold precedent. They're the ones that you got to go to first, but there's so many other people out there that can help. Um, and obviously in the physical side, I mean, Starting from technically the bottom of the of the food chain, you, you have your physical trainers and your coaches that can go and, and help you um, with that. Obviously, going up higher to a physical therapist, exercise physiologist, and stuff like that, they can help you at even a higher level. Um, same thing. You have you have life coaches that have done stuff that that are great coaching. So just having someone to help you and balance those three legs of of the tripod is the biggest thing. Like I said, my, my business name, the B motivation and coaching is and body emotions and mind. And I, I coach all that. I mean, I love, I love the theory. Uh, the woman that I had in the class the other day, she actually went to the same high school. I went to, um, it's a technical high school and I kind of commented on how you remember being in shop, you had your theory and then you had your hands on trade aspect. And I, I like to coach that. Again, whether it was when I was coaching high school soccer, high school baseball, with the archery, or even with the personal training, there is so much more than just what you physically do, and there's that mental side of it. It's okay going back to the rest day. Um, you'll always hear me say, there's nothing wrong with a rest day. If you need a rest, take that rest. That is extremely important. And and balancing everything. Don't Don't push too hard on the physical and neglect your emotional health and your psychological health. Get that support, again, whether it's at that professional level of having your, your doctors and your, your psychologist and stuff that have you, or again, just having that, that good trusted friend that you can sit to and, and talk with some chicken strips in a park for hours. Um, something like that can have such a great value for you. And if you have that, I mean, hang on to something like that as long as you can because having that support means so much to people. So... And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, it was another solo show for me, and hopefully we'll have Shruti back next week. Um, but again, let's work on all three legs of those of that tripod, uh, physical, mental, and emotional, and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.